Good evening, listeners, brave navigators of the enigmatic and the concealed. Have you ever felt the pull of the unanswered, the allure of the mysteries that shroud our existence? For more than a decade, a unique comic publisher has dared to dive into these mysteries, unafraid of the secrets they might uncover. This audacious entity is Paranoid American. Welcome to the mystifying universe of the Paranoid American podcast. Launched in the year 2012, Paranoid American has been on a mission to decipher the encrypted secrets of our world. From the unnerving enigma of MK Ultra mind control to the clandestine assemblies of secret societies. From the awe-inspiring frontiers of forbidden technology to the arcane patterns of occult symbols in our very own pop culture. They have committed to unveiling the concealed realities that lie just beneath the surface. Join us as we navigate these intricate landscapes, decoding the hidden scripts of our society and challenging the accepted perceptions of reality. Folks, I've got a big problem on my hands. There's a company called Paranoid American making all these funny memes and comics. Now, I'm a fair guy. I believe in free speech uh, as long as it doesn't cross the line. And if these AI-generated memes dare to make fun of me, they're crossing the line. This is your expedition into the realm of the extraordinary, the secret, the shrouded. Come with us as we sift through the world's grand mysteries, question the standardized narratives, and brave the cryptic labyrinth of the concealed truth. So strap yourselves in, broaden your horizons, and steel yourselves for a voyage into the enigmatic heart of the paranoid American podcast. Where each story, every image, every revelation brings us one step closer to the elusive truth. What up, y'all? We back. Well, maybe not. I, this isn't live because I got my wrist slapped, but that's okay. Because today we got Nick Natoli, a man that's probably no stranger to getting his wrist slapped. We're going to get into that. Uh, but first of all, welcome to the channel. Uh, you're you're freaking huge, man. You make dope music. You make music that means something. And, uh, and I just want to say, you know, first of all, thanks for coming on. And tell people where they can find you, where to go and download everything right now while they're they're listening. Yeah, totally, man. First off, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. And um, yeah, everything is at Nick Natoli, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I. I'm on Instagram until they ban me. Uh, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, you name it. I'm on there. Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it. And uh, yeah, N-I-C-K-N-I-T-T-O-L-I pretty much on every platform. If you got to come up with the top three platforms that might ban you first, well, which top three do you think they would be? Dude, I, I get on my YouTube every day and I'm like, how the fuck is this still? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like what? Like somebody's not doing their job. Like, you know, sometimes I make content that I'm like, let's see if this will get me banned off YouTube. But um, uh, they've taken a few albums of mine down off Spotify. They took a song I did. It's funny, man, like the conspiracy stuff they really don't care about. I did a song with another artist um, uh, and it was called Transphobic. And they took that song down. And then I did a song um, uh, called Pronouns and they took that down. So like the alphabet group is a lot more powerful than people trying to like censor conspiracy stuff. They care way more about the LGBT trans movement than they do if you're saying like, 9-11 was an inside job. The moon landing was faked and CIA killed JFK. Like they're like, oh, we don't care. But don't talk about the gays. Well, because that, that's not their active PR campaign. They don't, their active PR campaign doesn't really include NASA at this exact moment. But you can 
be damn sure that the second it does include that, they just shift the focus to that thing. And now all the dogs, all the AI algorithms now do that thing. And maybe they don't care about the other unspeakables that we won't mention that everyone knows the the thing. And that's, that's actually been a learning experience for me too. Cause I guess I, maybe this is just like being naive and growing up as a kid, but it seemed like musicians and artists got to play in this like protected space. Like you couldn't go out and just say stuff out in the open like that. It was almost grounds for, you know, getting locked up. Like they might make a rule up on the way uh, as you're going there, you know, you were resisting on the way, but if you did it like on a stage and you had an audience and people were listening to it and there was merit with some kind of like artistic endeavor that you were doing along with that message, it felt like you always had a little bit of ground afforded to you. And now, man, like with the algorithms and the AI and like there's no subjectivity left anymore. And it's like if you just say a certain phrase in a song or you have like a certain phrase or a concept on like a piece of artwork, like it's it's persona non grata almost immediately. No, I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's really about like what they're trying to censor at what specific time. Like if I like I did a song called uh, uh, Fake Moon Landing now and they're like, we don't care about that. But if this was like 1960, they'd be like, OK, let's take that down. Um, you know, if I was making like 9-11 music during, you know, 2000 fucking three, 2004, I'm sure they would have pulled it. But right now their focus is primarily the LGBT trans movement. And so anything that you talk about in that um, uh, section, they're going to pull pull that. So oh, I think, and I think speaking right. of men, like a huge hit that you had recently was called Boycott Target. Uh, yeah. and I, I didn't want to forget about that one. And so talk about for anyone that hasn't heard the song, go, go listen to it. Anyways, it's incredibly controversial, but can you just describe how that, that came together? Yeah, man, that was just a, a blessing from God. Like we got very lucky with that song. We kind of came together in the studio and, um, decided to try to, you know, market ourselves with the whole thing that was happening with Target, which was they were putting a lot of LGBT stuff and pro-trans stuff and satanic stuff in the kids sections of Target for like kids clothing and stuff. Um, All this like pro-pride stuff. And so, you know, the uh, Boycott Target was a huge um, hashtag on TikTok. So I was like, let's call this song Boycott Target. Let's talk about this right now. And the next thing you know, dude, we went fucking number one in the world. We beat out Taylor Swift. Uh, We beat out Luke Combs. Like the list goes on and on. And um, yeah, man, we got very fucking lucky. Uh, The song's a banger, like the beat and the melody and everything about it is just fire in my opinion. And uh, yeah, the, the, by the powers uh, of God, dude, we got very lucky. That song fucking went worldwide like people know that song all over the world right now so it's awesome has that one been taken down on any major platforms that had to get put back up or no which is funny because that's about that stuff i think because that one got so much press that they couldn't take it down like newsweek covered it new york times covered it fucking like it became this thing you know it went like crazy viral and so i feel like they would have added more fuel to the fire if they tried to pull it down and I think that's the only reason why it's still up today. And uh, man, see, that's so insidious to me because that's the part that like stings the most that if it were like a, a small artist, which you were, you know, like, I mean, yeah. not, not too long ago, we all experienced that. Totally. And let me ask, actually, let me, before I go on the tangent, what does the inside of the Illuminati's limo look like? Because since you got above Taylor Swift, man. that means you got to go to the clubhouse, right? Man, it's just a bunch of pink adrenochrome passing and champagne <laughs> glasses and... Fucking all these celebrities I thought were dead were just inside the limo. Fucking, 
uh, Michael's in there. Fucking, you name it. <laughs> Keith Ledger, just everybody. Just all my friends. Oh, so I want to say the insidious part, though, is that, like, if it's a small artist saying this, they'll still squash it because they know, like, what's the recourse? There's absolutely, and even oh. having, like, a YouTube channel, unless you're, like, fairly big, like, all these weird takedowns that people will get. And then you're like, but wait a minute, like, you've got, a like, a movie that I can pay that's just got people getting their heads chopped off and make like making these claims, but because it came out of Hollywood or because it came through a distributor that you've got like a, a well-established relationship with and yada, 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 because somebody can contact a human being, they get these weird passes and, and you just like crushed right through that ceiling. Like you didn't even yeah. have to like see all the different steps in between. And it almost, it almost feels like it would have been, definitely ideal for the system to just like oh no that's that's not allowed speech you know that's essentially well, hate sure. speech. Like, get it out of here like the right-wing platforms like fox news and newsmax and all these different places they really helped one american news they helped promote the song i think for the right reasons and i really don't know why like people like newsweek and people like that picked it up but i feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot because the moment that people were aware of this song they went to go download it and made it the number one song in the world. Like it wasn't even number one when they first started talking about it, they pushed it with that promotion. So it was very strange to me to see them do that for a message that they definitely weren't down with. Like the people at NBC, ABC, CBS news, like did not fuck with, you know, what we were talking about, but it's like, it's the same thing with like QAnon. Like they were like talking about it and getting people to look into it. And I was like, but why are you doing that? So it was strange, man, honestly. And I'll, I'll just say allegedly, because I don't know what the stipulations are here, but like allegedly that was shot inside of a an actual target, right? Or can you yeah, just... Yeah, allegedly. Okay. allegedly. <laughs> so I, it, it was great. Like whoever did the set design, they made it look really good, but... Yeah, it really um, looks like a target. Yeah, I'm going to assume that it wasn't an actual target because permits and whatever, so... Uh, and things get lost, you know, floods happen, fires happen, permits that were there are no longer there. Just this is a normal state of being. So so that boycott target, did you uh, are you still following up with this? Are you like a like a anti target for life? Like, can you never step foot in one or you know what's so funny, bros? I used to fucking work at Target. So like <laughs> me and my brother used to work at Target and he like he like worked up the chains and stuff and was there for like five, six years or something. And um, it was just kind of ironic that that was the song that I hit with. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've boycotted Target since. I'll be honest with you. I boycotted Target way before they went fucking woke because it's so expensive. Like 10 years ago, you used to be able to walk into Target and be like, oh, these are like better prices or comparable prices to Walmart and shit. Now it's insane. So I was like, I'm boycotting them just because of fucking, you know, the Italian disease funds are low. So... <laughs> <laughs> And this is a, a little known, I don't even think if I've ever revealed this before, but I actually was blacklisted from Target for like over a decade. I got caught when I was just a little jit, you know, a little right kid, uh, but I got caught like stealing from Target like multiple times and being a, and I was a total dick about it. And I basically got like a, like an official pamphlet from Target. that's like, you're no longer legally allowed in any of our Target stores, wow. you're, you're you know, persona non grata. So wow. target boycotted me. So screw them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, um, the, the whole premise of the boycott target was essentially like, like, uh, putting LGBT and, and like gay pride things in kids section specifically. So just to, to cut right to all the undertones and everything, like, do you just hate gay people and trans people? 
No, man. It's so funny. Like people think that, but like, I have a lot of, you know, gay people in my life, gay friends, gay family members. Um, and the thing about it is like, I, I, I hate the new gays. I hate this whole promotion of like, let me shove it in your face. Like the, the old gays were like, yeah, we're fucking gay. We're keeping to ourselves. Just leave us alone. And that was fine. And now they're like, no, we're gay. And we want you to be gay. We want to take your Disney characters. We want to take your celebrities. We, we want to do the same story, but make it gay. Like every single thing that comes off Disney plus now is like one of my favorite superheroes, but now he's gay or now there's a, a female instead of a male. And so this promotion, this like, let's make your kids gay. You know, let's uh, do like you see on all these conservative pages on Instagram. Like they have these fucking like drag shows and all these kids are watching and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? What is the new gay? So I'm like anti new gay, I guess you could say. I have nothing. I have no problem with gay people. I'm truly not homophobic. Um, I would say that I'm transphobic for sure. Like a, a man in a dress fucking with his cock tucked, like with lipstick, just does something <laughs> to me very negatively. I can't really, you know, control that. But um, yeah, I've got nothing against the personal choice or the, you know, ge genetics of being homosexual. It's the promotion of this that I'm, you know, kind of, you know, sticking up my straight flag and marching into the fire about. That's really what that's about. Is there anything outside of like, I don't know, kid, like once, I guess, if it were only applicable to 18 and up, right? If it was only an adult society, would it be fine, like for everything to be promoted? Or are you kind of against like as a whole culturally? Look, I, I it's funny, man. I, I'm really I hate the lack of creativity in the L, in the gay uh, movement right now. Like they're like, oh, you know, we can't write a new Cinderella. So we want to make this Cinderella be woke and put a black person in it and make it drag, make it gay. You know, um, I hate the idea that they can't come up with their own stories and that they want what we have. You know, one of the great um, aspects of being a straight person is like, you know, when I stick my penis inside of a woman, I create life. They're like, no, nah, fuck that. We're going to do that, too. We want that, too. And it's like, no, you don't get to have everything that comes with being a straight person if you're a gay person. Like, you don't get to, like, men cannot create babies. I'm like, no, we don't like that narrative. We're going to do that, too. And so it's like this weird jealousy that I've noticed in, in, in the gay movement that they want what we have. They want to be us. Uh, without being us and without like showing any respect to the original natural way or God's way, however you want to put it, if you want to get religious about it. So that's really what like pisses me off. And, um, and for me, that's like really why I write the songs that I write um, just to kind of like separate the two because they are separate. Like we can have unity in, in a community, but like know who you are. Like, there's no straight guys that are walking around like, oh, yeah, I can totally be gay. Watch me dress in drag. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so why are you coming for what we have? That's kind of the idea. And before before even the whole boycott target and everything, um, you were still like very politically minded in a lot of your tracks. So like I came across you through a song called Tinfoil Hat. And then I found a, a dope video called I think it was called Believer. And it had you in like a Ghostbuster uniform. There's like ectoplasm going over the place. And it, it seemed like you were shooting a lot of these in like your apartment or something. Totally. 
Yeah, no, that was shot in the house uh, during COVID uh, because we couldn't fucking leave the house, man. The government told us no. The man said no. So we had to just kind of create these sets and we did it in my house. And um, a lot of those videos are like poorly shot and just kind of, you know, poorly edited. Uh, I was just kind of learning, you know, on Final Cut Pro and just kind of getting my you know feet wet with it. But they were really honestly some of the most fun. And that song is just, you know, full blownsy conspiracy song um just like tinfoil hat you know that's why the boycott target success was so amazing because i've just kind of just been a guy you know independently making music and i just kind of like you know i just do things you know what i mean i just talk what my truth is and um and and sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you know no one gives a fuck about your song at all so boycott target and tinfoil hat were one of those times where like i got some real promotion on it i'm very grateful too Oh, the, so did Tinfoil Hat uh, get a big plug from some? Like, was yeah. it just Sam Tripoli, or did it get yeah. play outside I mean, of that it, too? It, it went kind of viral, man. Like, the video went up to like sixty thousand views, and like a bunch of people were hitting me up about it. I feel like it was mainly conspiracy theorists because I'm like, who well, else, of course, man. <laughs> who, who else would give a fuck about this song? Um, right. But yeah, and there's a lot of people that know me. I think before Boycott Target, just based off Tinfoil Hat. <laughs> So, and can you explain what the concept behind Believers was? Yeah. So Believer, like I wrote the song, just like I write most of my songs. It's just like full blown conspiracy theories. I talk about the pyramids. Um, it was, it was during COVID. So I was kind of like trying to gauge like what people actually believe in, at least my fan base. And so I'm, I'm asking questions. So throughout most of the song, I'm like, you know, do you believe in the pyramids? Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe this or that? I'm also like kind of leading a horse to water and hoping that they drink because I'm like, cause I believe in all this stuff. Um, but, um, and then the ghostbusters thing was like, you know, I just, I fucking love movies, dude. Like I'm such a movie buff, you know, back to the future, ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, gremlins, you name it. Like they're just a big part of my upbringing and my creative, you know, kind of being. And so I was like, let's just fucking, you know, let's just rent Ghostbusters costumes and get some fucking slime, get some ectoplasm in here and remake Ghostbusters 2. That video is specifically supposed to be like a tribute to Ghostbusters 2. Um, and it was kind of a way for me to like, uh, you know, uh, drag my audience into something that they might not be into. Like you might not be into conspiracies, but do you like Ghostbusters? I did the same thing with like Aladdin and a few other uh, music videos where I recreated a movie that I'm a, a favorite of mine, but it was really just trying to drag them into something that they may not already be into. So if you don't like, you know, uh, talking about Pizzagate and Frazzle Drip, but you see I'm dressed as Homer Simpson and, um, and my wife does all the makeup and stuff and she does a killer job. Um, so are you into this? Are you into that? You know, I've done uh, Friday the 13th. I've done fucking a uh, few different movies and it's, it's just like uh, clickbait for sure. I love that, man. I think, I think that's maybe where we're kind of kindred spirits and I, and I picked up on it, not just like the complete embracing of all the nostalgia and like repurposing it for your own needs. You know what I mean? But um, like this, this whole entire concept of trying to like make it into a, a creative space. And then just like you're saying, like kind of being shacked up into one little spot and turning that into, it sounds like just nonstop creative production, because I, I saw like three or four videos, but you probably did way more than three videos oh, yeah. in that apartment. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how many, uh, how many different songs did you put out until you felt like you were starting to get onto something 
Well, it's funny, man, because I got signed to a publisher, which is known as Warner Chapel Music Publishing. It's like the music side of Warner Brothers as a songwriter, producer and an artist. And I started putting my music out under this label. And I was working at a really prominent studio here in Hollywood uh, called Jim Henson Studios. I'd fucking, you know, run into the bathroom. I'd see Justin Bieber and like all these huge celebrities. And I was like, you know, and I got a lot of money from this record label. So I was like, this is this is going to be great. So my first couple of songs, I thought were going to be, you know, fucking huge. And then they kind of once they saw what my content was about and like, you know, where <laughs> I was leaning towards, they kind of pulled the rug from under me. So at the beginning of it, I felt great. And then I was just like I felt like an independent artist, even though I was signed uh, to a label and a publisher. So then I kind of like dipped down. And those are like my first a uh, couple of music videos and stuff. And um, I mean, there wasn't like a specific time where I felt like everything is changing. It's been like gradual, which is why I've been so adamant about putting out a ton of stuff is because I'm like, okay, well, that didn't work. You know, some another artist said to me one time, you know, nobody uh, hears about the strikeout. They only hear about the home run. And that just kind of clicked with me. I was like, oh yeah. So if I swing and I miss, like nobody hears about that, nobody cares. They're only going to hear about it if it's a home run. And, you know, for me, that was like Boycott Target, fucking Tinfoil Hat, a few other songs. A lot of the Trump material that I did has really blown up inside of the Trump community and stuff. So, um, yeah, man. And that's still how I look at it. Like every time I go in the studio, I'm like, if it's a swing and a miss, so what? But it might be a home run. So are there any topics because uh you're starting to like get like a huge audience, right? Like it's become more and more massive and you're probably starting to realize like what kind of buckets or what kind of demographic types of content like hits the hardest. So is there anything that you find yourself like, like writing more songs about or anything that you find yourself writing less about and not, and I don't mean to like, like, uh, like censor yourself, but maybe if like any kind of like changes that you're going through personally of like, yeah, I'm not going to do this or I'm going to start doing this. Yeah. It's kind of fucked, man. I'll be honest with you because the Trump community, I have a huge Trump fan base right now. People that love Trump, love MAGA, love me. And they know me in that community the most. Um, And then I have a conspiracy following of people that are just like into tinfoil hat. You know, a lot of the conspiracy songs that I've done. And and then there's a third bracket of my fan base that is more Christian rap, more like um, religious music, which I've done a few songs like that as well. So if I put out a a full blown Trump song, um, which I just did called Make America Great Again nobody in the conspiracy movement is really going to fuck with that. But if I put a song out that's called like fucking, you know, Bigfoot exists, then all of my conspiracy fans are going to fuck with that. And none of my Trump fans and not too many of my religious fans. So I have this kind of like three, three tiers that I kind of need to cater to. (laughs) And at the end of the day, man, I've never made music for money. You know what I mean? Like I've never made it for attention. So for me, I really just go by like, how am I feeling today? Um, you know, with, with Trump winning right now, uh, recently I was like, I'm going to make a fucking make America greatest, great, great again song. I'm feeling that way. I hope Trump wins. I'll do that right now. Um, tomorrow the Bigfoot song could come out. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm always going to be a conspiracy guy. I never will waver from that. Um, but as I progress in my artistry, I've become more Christian, more religious and somebody who really thinks that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. So a lot of a lot of Christian stuff has come out of, out of me recently. I just dropped a song called Christian Rap. That's like all about it. So it's it's difficult to decide. 
I like what you were saying a little bit earlier too. Again, with like the nostalgia aspect, but like, okay, maybe you don't want to hear about Pizza Gate and Frazzle Drip, but what if it's Homer Simpson talking about Pizza Gate and Frazzle Drip? And it's like, ah, yeah. oh, now I can get my foot in the door, huh? And yeah. uh, I wonder, like, can you can, can you apply that? To, what's that? I, I said I want to drag people in if they're not into that. Like one of my favorite t- points of my life was learning about conspiracy theories or learning about the truth rather and finding this stuff and going down that rabbit hole. So for me, like if I can do that, if I can be a gateway musically for somebody to like actually find out about 9-11 and JFK and all this stuff, reptilian aliens, etc., then like. I'm not too far from a David Icke or too far from an Alex Jones if I led you to that path. So, you know, that's it's it's kind of also a moral responsibility that I feel knowing the information that I do to enlighten people that are younger than me or whoever, you know, whoever's whoever's new to this information. So where was your entry point into conspiracies and I guess what people would call truth? Like, do you know what year it was? Do you remember? Yeah, man, it was like a little uh, before like 2010, maybe sooner than that. I dropped LSD with a homeboy of mine and um, we fucking typed in conspiracy theories on YouTube, which is something <laughs> I never did in my life. We watched everything that you can imagine. And this was when YouTube had the real deal. So yeah. like it wasn't this censored YouTube shit. Like it was the real fucking deal. The best 9-11 videos, the best reptilian alien videos, you name it, dude. And we watched all this shit and I fucking came down from my trip and I was like, hey man, it was, it was all that stuff that we were watching, was that like the LSD? Or was that shit real? And the moment that I realized that it was real and that the LSD like really just enhanced the delivery of that um, message to me, I was I never stopped. Like I just never stopped. And I really do my due diligence when it comes to research. Like I, I feel like I'm way better of a researcher than I am a rapper, musician, producer, etc. Like what I do uh, online looking for things is be- it's one of the best things I do. So I found a lot of truth and I decided to put that in my music. And uh, what was the first one to hit? I guess if you can remember what videos you were on, like not the exact videos, but I assume that if it was after 9-11, then there was a bunch of 9-11 stuff in there. Um, Was it like some MK Ultra reptilians? But like, was there one that like stood out to you the most and you started researching that one immediately? Yeah, like we were watching some Timothy Leary videos and somehow that kind of transgressed into MK Ultra and like Clockwork Orange and then Kubrick and the moon landing and stuff and um, the Franklin conspiracies and all that stuff. And like it was just I mean, like we, we, we you know, an LSD trip is like 12 to 16 hours if you get some good shit. So like we were on it, dude. Like we just watched everything. Um, I think 9-11 was really the one that hit the most for me because it just made the most sense. And, um, and, you know, for like someone who's watching conspiracy theories for their first time, you can believe in, you know, uh, uh, you know, a plane not melting steel fucking rather than like reptilian aliens a lot easier. So I feel like I really believed that the most. And, um, and then I just rewatched it, you know, with a sober mind. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, it's one of those things like when you feel like someone gives you the truth, then you're open to more of it. And I, and that was what it was for each topic after that. Like, I was like, I really think that like, you know, 12 fucking uh, terrorists with box cutters did not do this. And so after that, <laughs> like, I just kind of kept researching and finding more truth, man. Where are you like psychedelic entities? 
I don't do anything anymore. I'm like completely sober. I'm so lame. Um, but I used to do it all. I used to do mushrooms, LSD. Well, do you have a thought on it now? Even if you if you don't touch it anymore, do I what? Like if someone's talking about like I don't know, like the clockwork gnomes or like the salvia entities or any of these like creatures or entities that people describe in the psychedelic realm, just because a lot of people seem to indicate yeah. it's in the head. Some people think they're demons. Some people yeah. think they're something no, else. A buddy of mine did um uh fucking. What's the fucking DMT and uh, who I really trust. I really trust his opinion on things. And I was like, what happened, man? And uh, he told me that he, he met these like, you know, snake like green um, gods and that they were like in a different realm and laughing at him that he was in this realm and that he, he was basically saying that they were looking at him like he didn't belong in the realm that they were in. And um, I've done a lot of uh, psychedelics with this friend of mine, and I really trust what he says. So I, I believe that that is probably what I would see or what other people might see. I've also heard that same thing from other people who have done DMT. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it exists. I mean, I saw some wild shit. Uh, do you think that this might be the same thing as aliens? Or do you think aliens are different from this? Honestly, it's one of those things I feel like I could decipher better if I was if I if I had done it myself. Um, you know, I can only ask him so many questions and like, you know what I mean? Like he can't he can only describe his experience so well to me. Um, but I believe in aliens and I believe in demons and I believe in fucking, you know, tripping your balls off. So it could, it could be any of those three. I, I really don't know. So uh, I want to talk about demons a little bit because I'm I'm like fascinated by like the rules and like because like I guess long story short I would love to know if someone could just set up like a video feed and summon a demon and then like make him dance on TikTok or something and then just make money off of it and then like cast them back away, uh, but that's that's not happening. So like the, I guess the the smallest version of that one is that. Do you think it would be possible if you're just like, I don't know, you're like a naive 13 year old, you're a little bit edgy, uh, you're not necessarily going to Barnes and Noble and Starbucks anymore, but like the modern version of that is you're scrolling Amazon and you're just looking up like the satanic Bible by Anton LaVey or you're looking evil grimoires and you order it and you start reading through it. Do you think that that 13 year old could possibly just be straight up summoning demons through books or would they have to go out and like start doing like harmful things to people? I mean, I think that, you know, summoning demons and doing anything having to do with the supernatural or, you know, the black magic realm has to do with a lot of time and a lot of experience. I don't think that somebody can just like pick something up and get a Ouija board and all of a sudden tomorrow morning they're fucking uh, Voldemort. I think that a lot of it has to do with time, uh, perseverance. And this is me talking from experience of knowing a lot of Satanists and being involved with a lot of satanic shit in my in my past. You know, it's not something that just comes lightly, which is why a lot of people will find that it's either not true or not real and then just stop their path on it. While other people are, quote unquote, running the fucking world using black magic and summoning demons and doing that kind of stuff. It has to do with perseverance and time. And a lot of these people act in concert once they realize they're around other people who are willing to put in that time and perseverance. It's not something um, that just comes lightly. Otherwise, everybody would do it and everybody would kind of benefit off of, you know, the uh, the the success that you can have from it 
in this world if you if you know what you're doing you know if it was just like that like everybody would be doing black magic but it's a talent it's not something that's just like easily um done when you say satanism is in your past do you just mean like being a numbskull or do you mean like literal satanism yeah i mean like i get that question a lot when i say that to people because they're like what um but yeah like i i have a satanic past i definitely delved in you know black arts and um black magic and a lot of stuff that i'm just not proud of today um but yeah i mean satanism at the end of the day what people think satanism is 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 two different things than what it actually is satanism has to do with the worship of yourself over everything uh, basically seeing nothing but yourself in, in the reflection and worshiping thine self as, as opposed to anything else. It has nothing to do with worshiping a deity or worshiping Satan or Lucifer. Um, uh, Luciferianism might, but that has nothing to do with Satanism. So Satanism is basically, it has to do with the ego. It has to do with uh, self-preservation over everything. And so when I say that I was living you know, a satanic life, like that's the mindset that me and fellow Satanists were in is that we were primarily concerned with ourselves. Um, you know, you can study Satanism and you can learn a lot from people like Anton LaVey. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, what you see in like the magazine version of Satanism, it has nothing to do with it. It really has to do with worshiping yourself and caring about yourself more than anything, because that's the most satanic thing. That's the most evil thing that you can do or achieve is just to not care for your fellow man, not care for, you know, people who have less than you, um, not care for anybody, not care for people who have more, more than you, just only caring about yourself and putting yourself first. That is to me, the definition of Satanism. It's interesting that you brought up the, uh, like the distinction between Luciferianism too. And like if, if you had to make like the impossible Sophie's choice, right? You're getting marched down to the gulag and the only choice you get to make is you can like stumble a little bit to the left or stumble a little bit to the right. And one goes down to the Satanism gulag and the other one goes down to the Luciferian gulag. Which gulag are you heading towards? Honestly, man, I, I would just pray for death at that point because for me, <laughs> honestly, the darkest shit that I've, the darkest place I've ever been in my life was, you know, becoming a Satanist and, and worshiping myself over everything else. It's the worst um, dynamic that a human could be in, especially when we have the capacity to care for others and to put others' uh, uh, needs ahead of our own. That's what makes us human. So it's literally like, I don't even want to be alive if I'm if I'm caught in that modality of thinking anymore because that's that was the worst of me. And um, although it led me to a lot of like, you know, success and, and musical um, achievements, my soul was just drowning at that point and, and seeking something better. And so, and luckily I was saved, um, by whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and kind of trans, you know, uh, transferred from that modality to where I'm at now. And I'm so proud of the person that I am today. It's not even funny, man. Since you um, do seem like you do a, an immense amount of research, you're well spoken. Like you know what's going into your lyrics. Like they're not. It doesn't seem like you're just throwing some cool buzzwords in the chat GPT and then like making it sound good, right? So I'm I'm really curious about this one. That if if you're we're into like not just the general term of Satanism as being self involved or narcissistic, but like legitimately putting intent behind it, then I assume you probably had done some occult reading and you read about like the old, like ancient Mithras cults and like all these old stuff. So how, 
How do yeah. you reconcile? And I'm asking myself this in my own mind because I want to know how you you did this. But like, how do you reconcile all these stories? Where I guess in my mind, it's like, oh, this is they're all obviously talking about Jesus, or the Jesus story is all adapted from all these other you know stories, like you know ISIS and um, and and her child, and then like if you if you just go like all the ancient mystery cults, um, you know. Uh, Dionysus, uh, Hercules, the what is it? The myth of a thousand faces, right? Joseph Campbell, yeah. like all these concepts. And then if you go to like a modern day version of Christianity and like you know pro Bible and Christian rap and everything, so much of it to me feels like a literal interpretation of like no, it's it's the Caesar Borgia, it's the white Jesus with the goatee, Jesus. You know what I mean? But so so having the background of probably of being uh hearing all that stuff especially in the conspiracy realm where they're like nah dude jesus was actually mithras and that story's older you know what i mean like how do you come to terms of that is it like satan planting bad evidence to confuse people or no man like so there's just a lot of bullshit out there on both sides you know there's a lot of bullshit in christianity there's a lot of um there's a lot of lies that you have to sift through, um, you know, and 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 there's a lot of great stuff in occult knowledge. I mean, fucking uh, Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma, fucking um, even a- some of the work that Anton LaVey did, the Satanic Witch. There's so much good stuff in there that it could lead a good person down a bad path. Um, when it comes to like my personal faith and me being, quote unquote, Christian, it has so much more to do with feeling than it has to do with reading and and knowledge and what are they saying christianity is and what are they saying your relationship with god would be i could care fucking less dude like when i look at my life and the places that i've been i say i should be fucking dead and so and when you realize how big it is and how crazy the situations that you've been in as, as far as my personal story goes, I'm like, there's no fucking way unless there was a divine light, a divine God of this world or the next that cared about me enough to save me from these situations and put me in the place that I'm in today um, where I can educate other people and maybe save their lives. So for me, like, you know, I'll go to church, I'll read the Bible. Um, at the end of the day, though, it has so much more to do with me closing my eyes and having some sort of spiritual connection that is just, it's unreadable, it's unseeable. It has nothing to do with what the Bible says. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, the Bible's great. It has a lot of great knowledge in it and great stories of how to be a moral person. But what my personal thing is, it's just, it's, it's here, um, you know, as opposed to like here. So that's, that's the best way I can answer that. I love that, man. I actually, I, I think I relate to that m- more than anything because I get a lot of flack for this and it's not because I'm a Satanist or Luciferian, but like the, the word of God doesn't seem like it's infallible to me. It seems like dudes wrote it down and dudes memorized it and just like, dudes and dudes and dudes. like unless <laughs> I see a big fun. hand come out of the sky and you know what I mean? Like write it down and pop back into the sky. It yeah. seems like that could be the ultimate tool for suppression and mind control and just like do these things. Because if you knew that everyone was reading the same damn book, why wouldn't you invest every ounce of effort and resources you had as like an elite to make sure that. So let me throw this one at you because this is a, this one, and this is a thought experiment. I don't even have my own opinion on this one. So I'm not like pinning one way or the other, but this concept that Jesus said, turn the other cheek. I always wonder was that like a warlord or like some king that was like, yo, if we just tell these people, 
that God wants them to just, you know, let us have our way and, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Like all of this feels like submissions to the state. And that as a conspiracy theorist, some of those things rub me the wrong way because it was like, yo, God says to do what the, the cop says, right? If the cop pulled yeah. me over and I don't have my prescription on me, then that's what it is. But it feels like that's a form of control. Yeah, I mean, listen, like the belief in a God or a power greater than yourself um, is different than religion. Like the word religion in Latin means religare, which means to tie back, to hold, uh, or to oppress, or to thwart from forward progression. So if you have somebody who's steeped in religion and that's all they are, then they're not able to move forward, literally to tie back, to hold, or to thwart from forward progression. If you look at a, a lot of people that are lost in like a religious mindset, you can't have a conversation with them for the most part. They're, they're not able to move forward. When you prove them wrong about something, they can't see it. So like, I, I don't like to look at myself as a religious person. Like I said, it's, it's a personal relationship that I have in my heart, in my spirit. Um, you know, and I, and I really do feel like we are going somewhere else. I don't think that this is the last um, you know, hurrah for, for our spirit. I think our body dies and I think we go somewhere else. Um, is it exactly what it says in the Bible or what you see on, you know, the commercial idea of like heaven and hell? I, I have no fucking idea, but I just know that this is, this is not the end of it. Um, but, uh, as far as like, um, as far as consciousness goes, like consciousness is everything. Like I know that my consciousness is going to go somewhere because, it, that's not just my body. You know, I mean, my body is, is literally holding my consciousness right now. But once my body goes out, my consciousness, who Nick is, is not going to die. And so, you know, I think that I think there's just so much more um, to, to life than people really realize. And I think that, um, yeah, maybe a lot of the things in, in the Bible um, are, are able to help the people who kind of run this world, the Illuminati's, the Freemasons, etc. But if you get to the higher levels, you find out that the people who have the most money, the most knowledge, and the, the, the closest people you can get to who can tell you if there is a heaven or hell, or if there is a God or a Satan, are, are anti-Christian and hate the fact that there are people that are studying the word of God. And that should tell you the most about what you should be doing while you're on this planet, in my opinion. Uh, I'm interested in, in exploring that a little bit more too. Like, let's say, um, you know, Lord Rothschild, right? And like, I've got the big uh, painting of Lucifer behind me, and I'm shaking the hands of Marina Abramovich, whatever. But if you had the ultimate resources to do everything you could, do you think that, like, why would not just turn over to Cray? If that, if if you had enough resource to be able to read all these old tomes and like kind of be the closest to the answer why wouldn't Christ be the right answer? Yeah, because these Not. people don't know because these people that really run shit are evil and, and Satanists. And so what did I tell you about Satanism before? It's all about the ego. It's all about caring about yourself over others. They don't want to be in the kingdom of heaven. They have no care about that. These people want to rule on earth for as long as possible. So, if you're a religious person or if you if you believe in Christ, if you believe in the kingdom of heaven or the seventh level, etc., you're not like, oh, yeah, let me clone my body and stay here and fucking drink adrenochrome so that I can look younger. You, there's no self-preservation. You're like, I'm going to live out my life. Fuck bitches. Get, you know, get money, eat, die, and then I'll be in the kingdom of heaven. These people are like, we want to rule on earth 
for however long as possible. And it's not just Earth. These people want to rule on other planets. They want to rule the world. So they don't care about ascending and letting their spirit or their consciousness go somewhere else where they may not be in, in control, where, where a God could dictate whether they were good, bad, etc., what their punishments are going to be, what their accommodations are going to be. They want to decide that. They want to play God. So that's why they're anti-Christian. They're anti, you know, even just believing in a power greater than yourself. They, they're like, you, you are the greatest thing on the face of the planet. That's what Satanism is. Would, would that count atheists as Satanists? If the atheists weren't like altruistic, like if they were just straight up me, 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 I got minds. Does yeah. that the same yeah. thing as a Satanist? Well, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people are living Satanic lives and don't know it. So a lot of people are like, oh, I've made no question about whether there's a God or not. I don't I don't delve into Satanism. I just don't know. I just haven't made up my mind. So who's God? Who's greater than you then? Well, they're like, well, nobody. Satanism. Um, so, I mean, it, it sounds like Satanism would just be atheism with like more steps and more homework. But you also mentioned that. Like for example, Anton Lavey. Um, what what was it? The uh, the Bible of the Witch or oh, the, the Satanic Witch? The Satanic Witch that that has some nuggets of information in it that are worth you know at least expose. Like what what are some of those sure. nuggets of information? For sure. I mean, that's a great book. That's a great read. I, a, a lot of what Anton Lavey has done. It, there's a lot of there's just a lot of knowledge in there, and it's very vast. Um, you know, I think every person should educate themselves you know, um, before or after making a decision of where they kind of line up in life. Because, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, like totally Christian and you're totally like, you're a great person, then like, why not read the playbook of the enemy? If there's somebody who, who's trying to come after your kids with, um, indoctrinating, you know, TV shows and movies and symbolism, then why not know it? And why not be able to see it? And, and, and which is this, this mindset led me down a dark path. I'm not going to say it's like easy street, but I eventually kind of curved that into being a very moral person, a person that is not, uh, you know, delved in Satanism. Um, and Anton LaVey, he will even tell you that whatever side that you're on, you should know both sides. And that's where a lot of Christians lose me. Cause they're like, no Satanism in this house, no witchcraft, no black magic. We're like, okay, you're opposed to it, but you don't even know what it looks like. And so you're putting yourself at risk now of becoming a Satanist, of, of telling your kids, all right, go watch this Disney Plus show. It's all about witchcraft. They're fucking eight part deep into Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, and you don't know what the fuck's going on in your own house, bro. Like, what do you mean? So like, I know every, I don't know everything, but I know enough to where you can't get one over on me. You're not going to be able to forge, um, you know, magic in my household without me being able to call the playbook like bro i know i know what the play i know what the next play is i know where tv shows are leading me like my wife is you know she's you know i love her to death but she does not have a, a quarter of the amount of knowledge that i have so she'll be watching some show and i'll tell her i'm like you know what the lead character is about to do you know where the the writing's about to lead you to <laughs> and she'll be shocked she'll be like you've seen this before and it's a brand new show because I know the agenda of what they're trying to do. And that is, is something that I picked up from, from Satanists. It's something that I picked up from people who have evil means because these people see the fucking, the whole field. You know, there's a reason why uh, they go and worship an owl up in Bohemian Grove. It's because the owl sees at night. 
It's because the owl sees you from way above and sees what you're about to do. The, the vision of an owl, it's almost like an eagle eye. It sees everything that you're about to do before you do it. So that's why they worship it. They're very calculated people. And I'm proud that I picked that up. You know what I mean? I'm using it for good, but I didn't get it from Christians. I didn't get it from God fearing men. These people don't fear God at all. You know, so that's what I would say to your listeners. It's like educate yourselves on, on both sides and know what's happening, because if you're all about the right side, then you better look out what's coming from the left and know what it looks like. What are some of the uh, like without making any specific names or anything that would like out anyone? Have there been any like temptations or like like traps that anyone's tried to like set you up for uh, like on like once you got a little bit of clout? I assume that there's got to be some plants out there that are like, yo, do you know, do this thing, sponsor this thing. And then you find out like, whoa, that could have been horrible. Yeah, no, I took a bunch of photos for a company, a few different companies um, that were like a lot of like Illuminati fucking symbolism. And they had me like pose in a certain way. And so, you know, it's like at the end of the day, like symbolism is is symbolism and symbolism will be their downfall because they've made things so obvious but um yeah i mean like um i would say like even earlier in my career like the homosexual agenda was fucking prevalent bro and they were they were telling me about this stuff people with a lot of power in the music industry had told me things that a 22 year old nick natoli had no idea about didn't make sense to me at all um and they were talking about blurring the gender lines and and putting out new age um rhetoric and that they were the ones that controlled new age rhetoric And i'm on a record label i'm like i'm on a tv show on bravo i'm like what are you guys talking about like why is this even up and all I wanted was money at that point. So I was like, you know, how does this correlate with me? And where's the dress? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to make my money. Like, why is this even up? But as I learned more about the music and movie and entertainment industry, it all coincided into one big thing because the people that put your TV shows out, the people that put your new movies out, they have to have this information. They're not just going to listen. When a movie comes out, let's say it's a big movie. Let's say it's a Marvel movie. It goes fucking everywhere. You understand? It goes into Japan, Tokyo, fucking China. It goes into fucking Australia. It goes everywhere. Everyone sees this. So the message has to be acting in concert. It has to be a part of the agenda in order for it to even get released. The script, before it gets approved, has to do what they want. Otherwise, it's not going to get made. There's certain situations like fucking Sound of Freedom where we get lucky you know, and they put out some inf- some good information, but um, it's very rare, man. Like, so you need to understand, even in the music industry, if this song is going to come out, it needs to be Cardi B, uh, you know, twerking her ass, get money, fuck bitches, you know, uh, uh, brandish a, a weapon, have a gun, fuck the police. All this stuff that the the people who run this country want in in circulation. You know what I mean? So that was a learning experience for me. I I almost I'm curious what would your thoughts be if someone were to get into the space of like music right now right and they they did the same things and it's still Cardi B shaking her ass but she's talking about how like uh Ted Kaczynski was you know hit by MK Ultra and how um you know, Timothy McVeigh might have been a, a sheep dip CIA operative and like would would that give that a pass is would that be a uh like a better use of like weaponizing sexuality. 
I'd buy that album, man. Yeah. No, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it would go very far at the end of the day. Like these people who approve, you know, like the stuff that goes worldwide. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not going to be. I'm not going to sell Coca-Cola. So yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be about MK ultra if it's going to go very far. So that's what I listen. That's my life's dream is to create a song. That's a hit song that informs the people about what's really happening in the aggregate society. That's what I try to do every day. So if it, if it happens eventually, you know what I mean? Like, I guess technically it happened with boycott target, but what were we talking about? We're not talking about, you know, MK ultra. We're not talking about fucking reptilian aliens. We're talking about, you know, they're, they're coming for your kids in target. Like, all right, it's cool, but it's not my live stream of the message that I want to put out there. What would be like, uh, at least in this context of putting a message out into the world that wouldn't have got out there otherwise like what would like if you could pick one topic that everyone would be like oh damn i know about that now because of nick natoli like what would that topic be it's funny like the people that are like yourself that know about conspiracy theories and stuff like i i I love you guys but i don't really feel like i'm um immersing like crazy knowledge on you i'm not break i'm not giving you any fucking news breaks you guys know what's up so for me i would rather touch the soccer moms and touch the fucking people that don't know about 9-11 and get something like a song that really breaks that message to them in a way that wakes up you know the majority of the population because uh you know we could talk all day and think that the majority of the population are conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theorists in 2024, but they're not, you know what I mean? Like, so, which is why Cardi B is successful, which is why Drake has managed to have a 20 year career and never say anything about the American people. Not once, not fucking one time. Did he ever go, you know, they cloud, they cloning you, they cloning Eminem, they cloning all celebrities. <laughs> He's never done it once. So for me, it's like I want to break the people that are listening to Drake. I want to break the people that are listening to Megan Thee Stallion with just a uh, a message that seems elementary to guys like you and me. Like 9-11 was an inside job to those people. That's that's like my plan. I want to propose a, a new series. It doesn't have to be with me. And this is just a freebie for you. But Nick Natoli touches soccer moms. I think that that would do really well. We <laughs> when I get you. It? When I said it, I'm like, I should retract that statement in some way, shape, or form. No, I think you should lean into it. Like that should just be like a new ongoing series, and we just hook you up with just random soccer moms on TikTok that have like 500k followings, and you just try to convince them of something. Go hard. You know, we got close with soccer moms in particular with Wayfair like two summers ago when Mm -hmm. the whole Ellen shit was happening and the Adrenochrome was popping. And I'm let's get something straight: Adrenochrome was popping for the first time ever. I was like, people are talking about fucking QAnon, Adrenochrome, and it was soccer moms that got into the Wayfair thing. I know because I know a few of them, a few of my wife's friends, and I was like, how the fuck do they know about the Wayfair thing? Like, oh, I saw it on TikTok. They think it's really creepy. They're locking up kids in cages and selling them for $20,000. And I was like, man, I really hope this progresses. Next thing you know, it just got shut down. Just got They put the clamp down on it. Nobody oh, yeah. talked about Wayfair again. But that was the closest we got. I, I I would love to know what the formula is to like get it in there before they can clamp down. Because if we could figure what out what that formula is, Bro, I it's kind of like what the synthetic drug makers do. You just keep shifting a molecule around and, and release it again. And then you always stay a step ahead. No, I think it was TikTok. 
because TikTok is it's it's not American owned and they didn't have like full blown censorship on it. So like Pizzagate ran up to like 54 million uh, views on, on, on the hashtags on TikTok. And I was like, that doesn't sound like my American government. Do you know what I mean? Like what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think there's like when a new platform comes out, especially if it's not an American platform and we all get on it, um, you know, I think there's an opportunity there to, to wake up the public, but <laughs> you know. that's a little bit nuts to me though, because then you also have like the Chinese population for the first time, like they're getting some access to American culture and they're just like, well, oh, and, oh I guess in America, they just like stick kids in cabinets and sell them for yeah. 20 grand. This is weird. I didn't know about that about America. I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Yeah, so where where are you at like a uh, patriotism scale right now? Zero to ten. Where where yeah, I, where? Listen, uh, I'm 36 years old. I grew up in a time where you know, if I see the colors today, if I see American colors, I just my heart warms up. I love my country. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys. I don't really travel outside of the country um, as much as I should because I love being an American. I love America. And I'll fight for it to my dying day. I know, um, you know, our our American government has done some fucked up shit. But um, for me, man, like when I see that flag waving, I just become, um, you know, just very, very patriotic. And everything I'm doing right now is, is, you know, just it's to fight for my country and the people in my country. And, yeah, there's just I have no words other than I just I love the USA, man. I'm going to fight for it till I die. And how how would you have responded to that after Joe Biden wins his second term? Same same response. Yeah, it's it's you know that for me it's like that's a different sector of of this country. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about like the history, the the uh, Thomas Jefferson, the Thomas Edison, the founding fathers, uh, the people who even you know on a lie went and fought for us in fucking Iraq and Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Um, guys that fucking, you know, love this country enough to, to, you know, leave an NFL paying job to go fucking fight, you know, overseas, overseas and die for this country. For me, that's real. And so therefore if it's propaganda that led them there, you know, same with Vietnam, it's like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, like what a beautiful thing that patriots have done for this country, for this land. And so I'm just like a little shit that just is, is probably not going to die for my country, at least not in battle. And I have so much respect for the military and so much respect for people that fucking bled for this country and continue to do so. So do you think in Guantanamo Bay, when they blasted Britney Spears and NSYNC at those prisoners, that might've actually been a little bit of a good thing. Like, like getting all that. Yeah. Like just take some of this, like we, we got a lot of catching up to do. Like we got about 30 or 40 years of catching up to do. We're just going to have to blast as Britney Spears at you for like a few weeks straight. And then you'll understand America. Yeah, man, I'm a big cloning guy. Like I've done a lot of research into cloning and, um, and specifically the company clone that was like the original, um, clone clone center that made Eve. Um, and I, I really just think that there, there's so many people that I think are not the same people. And if you really look at the ears, the nose, the mouth, like plastic surgery can only do so much. It's so much easier now to replace someone rather than, um, kill them off completely because we've, they've done that so much that they've raised so many questions 
and they've created people like you and I who don't believe the official story. So now they're like, oh, let's not kill him. I and mean, we'll kill him, but we'll clone him and just make him do whatever we want now. Now he's going to do that Disney movie that he wasn't going to do. Um, you know, I think fucking Eddie Murphy's a clone. I'm watching him in this candy cane lane fucking yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Christmas special with my wife. And I'm like, Eddie would have never done this. Eddie would have never done another coming to America. They're like, oh, we're going to have him do two. And the next, and while I'm watching it, they pull up an ad. They're like, he's going to do Beverly Cop 4. It's cover 5. It's coming out on Amazon. I'm like, no, he's not. You guys fucking killed him. You took everything. You own the the license of him. You own the royalties, which is, which as, you know, Dennis Quaid said, I'm sorry, Randy Quaid said, when he was talking about star whackers, he's like, it's more lucrative for them to own you. They own everything that you accumulated and the, the upcoming money. And, uh, and he's like, they killed a lot of my friends. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's what we're seeing, you know, Eminem fucking uh, Dave Chappelle, you name it, do the list goes on and on. And that's something I'm going to talk a lot more about in my, in my upcoming music is cloning and who I think has already been cloned. And, um, and yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Who do you think are the, like the sleeper clones that people aren't even talking about right now? I mean, I was one of the first to talk about Dave Chappelle, man. And then all of us, and it scared me. Listen, when you, when you look up a hashtag and there's nothing, that's what scares me the most. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because this hasn't broke yet. Do you know what I mean? Like if it, if it breaks, then people are like, oh, okay. There's like, you know, 20,000 searches. I'm like, okay, I'm just one of the 20,000. But when I'm the only one, I'm like, dude, I'm going to end up in a fucking underground military base. Because <laughs> I, I searched this first. Um, but yeah, Dave Chappelle, Eddie, Eddie fucking Murphy. Um, uh, a lot of people, man, honestly, the list goes on and on. Now when I watch a new series or something with my wife, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, is that Kurt Russell? Like go back. The the best thing you can do is just go back into the past and look at some sort of um, press photo or like a red carpet photo of somebody and really analyze them. Like, obviously they're going to change with aging, but like, we know what that looks like. And when it looks really bizarre and different, it's a fucking clone, bro. Fucking clone. Where are you at on AI in the context of clones? Because it almost seems like the AI clones is way more convenient. Now you don't even have to have a meat suit for, you know, the uh, for Eddie Murphy, or whatever. You no. can just AI clone them and you're good to go. No. So there's a movie called The Congress that came out uh, like mid 2000s. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, Robin Wright. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you remember the the plot of it? Yeah. Yeah. That it was, it was based on, I think, like a Russian novel or something, too. But it was essentially that people could go on vacation and like be Kevin Spacey or be Robin Wright in the, in the case of that movie. A hundred percent. So Robin Wright's career is ending. She goes into a studio meeting. The studio says, we're not going to be casting you anymore. You're never going to get to play the princess bride again. However, and, and there's no more deals. We're not going to give you any more money, any more deals. We have one final offer for you. And that's to go into this AI room where they're going to take photos of you. And they're like, laugh. And she laughs, cry. And they get every face and emotion that she would have made. And they AI that shit into this new you know, technology that they have. And they don't need her anymore. And she can go off and live her life. So I think that is real to a degree. Um, and I think a lot of these um, celebrities, big time celebrities, get that offer and take that deal and that we're not seeing a lot of realistic stuff, which is why it was so fucking hard to figure out where is Tom Hanks and what's going on with him and all that stuff. 
because they they had his brother and they have his voice. You know what I mean? So if they have the voice, the face and all the likeness, then what they don't fucking need you anymore. You know what I mean? And a lot of celebrities who've been famous for 20, 30 years are like, I don't want this life anymore. I wish I could go back to where I could just walk into a movie theater and no one recognizes me. So there's a merge in consciousness there and a deal that presents itself. And I think a lot of people take it. Do you think we lose anything if if Hollywood starts pumping out movies and they're just straight up like AI actors doing everything? Like someone just scans Tom Hanks. Hanks is never in a movie again. Um, yes, that's Tom Hanks is a loaded one. Like to pick, fill that in with like your favorite current actor. Maybe not Tom Hanks. Like, is there yeah. a loss? We saw a movie with Brad Pitt, um, and I was like, "Is that Brad Pitt? Like, do you really think that's fucking Brad Pitt?" And it was only because the movie had shown what they could do so much with AI. It was um, the stupid fucking movie with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum that just came out. I don't even remember the name of it because they're making nothing but shit these days. But um, I don't know. I've been paying attention. At it's all. terrible. It's terrible. But in the movie, they show you like they get rid of the set really quick. And you're like, whoa, they weren't even there. And then they get rid of the fake snakes that were on the ground. I'm like, whoa, those weren't there. And all this AI stuff. And then Brad Pitt pops up. And I'm like, is it Brad Pitt? It could be. You know what I mean? Like he ages well. I mean, who knows? But for me, I just think that they're telling you. You know, whenever they're telling you, they're fucking telling you. And so I just uh, I think, yeah, we're going to lose something by fucking watching nothing but AI fucking robots, you know, dictate our future. But like or our movies and cinema. But also, I think we're going to see some roles that we never would have seen. They're going to get Michael J. Fox to stop shaking and back to the future Four. it's like we're going to you know, we're going to get some shit that. Is that so bad? Yeah, that a lot of actors never would have done, like morally where they're at in their lives, they would have never done. And the question you have to ask yourself is like, if they want to make a Back to the Future uh, fucking four and they're and you have Christopher Lloyd, who's like dying at this point, And Michael J. Fox says, I don't want to do it. Do you think that the studio and the big money is just going to go, OK. Like, really, they've done that. They've had to in like the 90s and like early 2000s. But now. Like, fuck it, dude, kill him. Well, I guess the the other side of that coin, though, is that now it's not even just the studios. Now, if there's, like, some bored 40-year-old in a garage that's got the know-how, like, now they can make Michael J. Fox act in whatever movie they want to. Um, And that's, I mean, within the next year or two, I really do feel like people can straight up make what looks like a a full-fledged video that doesn't have the weird hands and the teeth morphing. Like, it'll just be legit. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I've got a weird opinion on this one, too. I want to know if, if you feel the same or if you feel a different way. But like all that nostalgia that I'm I'm so like kind of in love, like I like my programming, like I don't dislike it. I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like I own part of that. Like the fact that there were, you know, maybe not gremlins, but like the fact that there was Aladdin, Happy Meal toys and Sega Genesis. And I went to school and kids had the lunch boxes and the shirts. Like totally. even if I was boycotting disney like there's no way that i can boycott aladdin out of my psyche or jurassic park or bobby's world or just fill in any super mario brothers right like you can't not be influenced by these things so in that way i feel like i own part of that like if you made me look at at a billboard as my parents drove by and not advertise the mcdonald's arches to me like i own that logo as much as you do now i understand that the McDonald's legal team doesn't believe the same. And I've got some cease desist orders to prove that uh, statement, 
But I, I do deep down feel like morally, ethically, just whatever you have it. Like I own Tom Hanks's persona just as much as Tom Hanks does, because unlike Tom Hanks, like he didn't have a choice. He's got to put up with himself, but he gets to do it in like that FPS mode. Right. I got to deal with the Tom Hanks character that gets projected out and advertised towards me. So totally. like, I own part of that. No, and you do. You do own part of that. And the part of that that you own is you have to think of like the Illuminati or the control system as like a hand coming through the TV. They put things there, but then that hand went away and you had a night that night when you watched Aladdin with your family and you guys ordered fucking Pizza Hut and you fucking laughed and you watched Terminator and you guys made inside jokes about that. That's the part where they're not present for. And so that's the part that you do own that has nothing to do with them. And that's why it's all combined. You remember good times in the 90s. You remember going to school and having that lunchbox or whatever. They're not part of that experience. They just kind of are the hand that dropped that lunch pail idea into your head or the image of Aladdin and stuff. But what came after that is yours. It's your own personal experience. It's your life. And we all have that. And I have that nostalgia 100%, which is why I remake, you know, cover arts and, and videos to match like, you know, movies that I love. Um, if you haven't seen my Aladdin video, by the way, you need to check that shit out. It's I haven't. No, I didn't even know. I just threw it's, that one out it's there. All, it's all about Walt Disney being a pedo and fucking, um, it, it, it's tits. You're like, sponsors of this program, so just tread carefully. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, um, it, 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 like I was saying, that is, it's ours. So, and that's where like the there's a dichotomy there where you're like, wait a second, I, I learned about the Illuminati and stuff and I don't want to be a part of this, but I love these things. And it's like, dude, that's okay. Fucking love those things and know the truth. And like, will I show my kids the Lion King and shit that I know is like straight up predictive programming? 100%. Why not? Because I came out the way I did, um, you know, with that same programming as my initial startup. So there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. No, where, where's, where do you draw the line though? Like, do you just put faces of death on for your four-year-old? Cause you're like, I saw this. <laughs> well, I didn't get like really woke. Uh, the, I like to use woke in the, in the actual uh, connotation that it's supposed to be. Awoken. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't become fucking awake until I was in my twenties. So if I didn't have the programming before then, then what would I be, you know, awakening from? You have to kind of have kids at least somewhat in the stupor in order to wake up out of it and to know this information, to know the movies, to know the references, all that stuff. So, you know, I think that it's important that we just kind of go through that blindly and 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 ignorance is bliss for at least 20 years, maybe 18, and then, you know, show them some fucking real shit. Um. What was the best action figure series of the 90s? I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy, man. Yeah, right on. That's the only right answer anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. dealt in like Power uh, Power Rangers and X-Men, but there was nothing like playing with Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, and fucking Leonardo, man. Like Bebop and Rockstar. Uh, Nintendo versus Sega? Um, well, N64. Like we had our original Nintendo, and I think that merged into Sega Genesis after... And then after that, it was all about GoldenEye. Dude, GoldenEye just like wrecked my life. Fucking N64. That, was that the gateway drug into oh, first yeah. person oh, shooters? Yeah. Star Fox and all that shit. Like, did you do the slaps only? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time, dude. Oddball was like a cheat character to have. If you had Oddball, you were just fucking 
Chilling. He was one with like the long, the longer hands, right? No, no, he was the midget. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The little one. Yeah, because Odd it was job. harder to. Yeah. Odd job was a cheat, man. <laughs> uh, all right, I got a quick little segment here. We're gonna do. I'll, I'll give you the rules ahead of time just to keep the pace. But I'm just gonna ask you about a random conspiracy theory topic, and I just want a temperature check, zero to ten. Okay. Zero meaning you don't believe it at all, and ten meaning that you do believe it, like a hundred percent. Balls deep. All right, cool. Let's do it. Hey, conspiracy buffs, I double dare you to take some PCP, the Paranormal Conspiracy Probe. On your marks, get set, and go! Alright, Flat Earth. I don't think it matters at all. I think it's one of those things. It might be true. I haven't researched it enough, but when people tell me they're like complete Flat Earthers, I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. They, they own the globe. So let's focus on that first. It doesn't matter if it's flat, round. They're controlling it. That's still not a number, though. I'm. Go- I need a number zero oh, to ten. What, zero to ten? Like uh, that one's low for me. I'd say like a two. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs existing. Dinosaurs ever existing? Like, like if you like uh, to qualify, you go into the Museum of Natural History and you see the T-Rex, you see the brontosaurus, and you see all the allosaurus and stuff. Are those real, or are those all lies? No, so I think dinosaurs existed. I think they're just using that as a way to discount reptilian aliens. So I go 10. I believe in dinosaurs, 100%. About dragons, and and as a stipulation, fire, they have to breathe fire, and they have to fly. Yeah, 100%, 10. What about demons being summoned onto the planet? Like, you know, a la 1980s horror movie, like physical form, not just like something that attaches itself to you and makes you do bad things. Yeah. Like I'll go halfway. Like who really knows, but I believe it. Like when, whenever they show you something so many times over and over again, and like every movie ever made, I think they're it's stemming from some truth. So I'd say five. Uh, what about angels? Um, again, like the, when they show it to you over and over again, I think there's some sort of systemic truth to it. So, um, I say equal five. Yeah. Equal five. What about Nephilim? Mm, 10. So, so, so I'm curious about that one. And usually I just, we rapid fire, but I want to ask you some of these so I don't forget to. Yeah. So like Nephilim, as my understanding was the, either the watchers or the original angels, procreating with humans and then that creates the nephilim is that your understanding of it or is there another version of it i i honestly thought the nephilim were just giants that that roamed the earth and that that they have skulls and and a bunch of like um you know bones to prove that these giants existed and they are mentioned in the in the bible okay that's a, that's a fair point because the nephilim could refer to what those giants were but then there's also like the biblical background of the nephilim that it's like well how did they get to be so big and i guess that's where the story of the nephilim is that well it was because these giant angel watcher creatures procreated with people and then it created like a like a mid version like like they're golden doodles of the the ethereal realm that could be true like i'm just saying like i think that there were giants that roamed the earth and we have a name for them they're mentioned in a, a, a historic book known as the bible i'd say that's a 10 for me um the the worst theories that have, you've ever read about, like the whole uh, spirit cooking stuff, how legit do you think that those are? Like the like the absolute. I guess the one would just be like eating faces and wearing faces and just things to do with faces. Apparently, 
that's all real, man. Ten percent on that, or ten, ten, ten out of ten on that. Do you think that there's a zero out of ten a modern day hip hop Illuminati? Uh, ten, and yeah, I just I, the thing about it is it just doesn't stem to like just hip hop. You know, people who love hip hop are like, oh, it's all about hip hop. Like, did it's a music industry? It's the same thing as a movie industry. They don't go there's an action uh, Illuminati or there's a you know horror Illuminati. There's just an Illuminati that runs the world, bro. Like, were you on Bigfoot zero to ten? I'll say, fuck, I, I believe that it's possible. I just don't, again, with the flat earth, like, I don't think it matters. Um, and I haven't done enough research on Bigfoot. So I'll, I'll say zero, but like not out of disbelief. I just don't, I haven't done my due diligence on it. Until I've done my research, I don't like to talk. About the sunken city of Atlantis. Oh, 10, 10, hard 10. Back to Socrates or Plato, man. Like, what are talking about? What about time travel? Ten. Uh, already existing, or or that it's existed, can exist. Ben existed. They're using it. Um, our future will probably change drastically because of it, and it is in every fucking new movie that you watch for a reason because they're about to prep us for that that to be a real thing in people's lives. Do you think dogs go to heaven? Um. Yeah, I think that like spiritually, I, I dogs is a hard one. <laughs> but yeah, I think spiritually, like, look, the old cartoon version of when something dies and then you see the spirit like rise up out of it. That again, like if they put it in so many things, I think it's real. So I'll, I'll go five out of ten just because you said dogs. But yeah, I'm curious, how far can we get down here? If I were to say it's like a mouse. Does that still get into heaven? And if we go to mosquito, does that get into heaven? And if we go to uh, bacteria living on the back of the mosquito, like, th- is there a cutoff point when you're like, whoa, 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 guys, you got to be so tall to enter? No, because there's no cutoff point for consciousness. So I think that's really the question there is like, is it conscious? All right, cool. Well, then consciousness will arise out of a body and be and go somewhere. Have you ever? We're we're out of the one versus ten thing. I'm just okay. Gonna, cool, that was hard. Uh, follow up with a few. Uh, and I don't I don't know if you ever heard of the concept of like the silver cord. I think it's like a Rosicrucian, but they do a lot in occultism. And this is the concept that you've got like a spiritual body that over. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna completely butcher almost all of this. So if there's any experts, like my bad, but that as you as you like are brought onto the earth and if you're not like completely you know spiritual uh, absolute jackie chan black belt master then it kind of looks like this amorphous blob um but that over time you can almost craft it and make it take like a certain shape or make your body but that when you go to sleep or when you become unconscious and this is why i was thinking about this that there's like this little cord that attaches your body to your spirit and it kind of like floats above your body if you're sleeping, if you're incapacitated, and this is what people report when they're like in the ER and they look down and they see their body and they have this out of body experience. It's almost like a little like like the string on the bottom of a balloon. You can always kind of like yank it back down. But if someone comes by and cuts that string, then, you know, it drifts off. And this is like Terry Shivo vegetable phase, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, I had one out of body experience my whole life and I was totally sober for it. It was during uh, something called Bikram yoga, which is like really hot fucking yoga. And, uh, and my consciousness, like my my spirit, whatever you want to call, started like floating around the room. However, and I could look down and see my body, but I did feel as some sort of attachment. Like I couldn't just 
fly off to heaven. Like I was definitely attached to my body still. So I think that that's probably real. I mean, why aren't you doing that every day? Um, that shit honestly really scared me to be perfectly honest with you when it happened. And I was in like my mid twenties when it happened. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't do Bikram yoga again just because it was hell. Um, so maybe that's why, but I, it wasn't <laughs> one of those things where I was like chasing to get back to it. I felt like God or, or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, showed me something for that specific reason. And then, you know, it was, it was so that for the rest of my life, like I knew that th- there was more to my body. Do you think if you're having one of those like out of body experiences, like the Bikram yoga, do you think you could sneak into the girl's locker room? Honestly, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I feel like there's a good plot there for like a, like a raunchy movie. It definitely become enlightened, but it's just to sneak into the locker room. (laughs) That's like a Rob Schneider movie. Um, But yeah, I felt like I would, there were limitations for sure. Like I couldn't just like bounce out of that room. Like I was stuck. That's why I say the cord thing sounds legitimate. Word. So, um, you, you already mentioned that you've got make America great again song coming out namesake of the album. Yep. Is that just going to be everywhere? Spotify, iTunes, yep. YouTube. Yep. yep. That'll be everywhere. It should be out this week. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday. Thank you, brother. And, um, I was trying to plan for it to come out on my birthday, but, um, I don't know if it's going to, but it should be out this week for sure what's the number one best way someone could support you like is there like a certain site they should go to listen to it or just pull it up on spotify and listen or is there like what's what's the extra mile yeah i mean honestly i I just ask that people listen to my music um if they feel like purchasing it that's fucking awesome that always helps out the cause um but my youtube um uh like i said everything's my just my first and last name uh but just like watching my content streaming my content really helps um it just helps the algorithm you know it, it recommends me more the moment they do that so do you know is your album for sale at target by any chance you know it's funny i didn't check but i know it's at like best buy and walmart and so i'm like that's probably cuz i didn't do a song about them but I do need to check if it's if it's actually at Target. That'd be awesome. Dude, that you know, what would be dope would be a, a whole marketing campaign to get people to to buy your album exclusively through Target. Um, I don't know. I, I that would kind of be the antithesis of boy of boycotting Target, though. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, I don't know. I feel I feel like if you did it with the intention, then then like you know, Fox or Newsweek would have you on and treat oh, you like sure. you were an idiot for not realizing the irony. But for then, sure. that's so I don't funny. know, man. I'm just I think it would be funny. Yeah, it would go. It goes against the whole concept. But if it's just bit. to spend 99 cents to donate to the marketing campaign, I feel like it's a it's an it's an acceptable evil in the in <laughs> acceptable evil. That's funny. So, and, and I want to throw out too, that you dropped a crazy hot track uh, for the tinfoil trap album. That was something that Sam and I had come up with because the tin, the chaos twins comic exploded. It did. It raised like over 30 grand. Oh, so awesome. as one of those extra things, it was, it was this idea that had just been floating around for a while. And it never, you know how many ideas you just get floating and they don't materialize. Oh. Totally. And it was like to do something really special. Um, that was the one that we kind of picked out of the air. We're like, let's make that one a reality out of all the, I don't know if you've seen the the new uh, Disney movie, um, but like they have like the, this little room of like bubbles and everyone's got dreams. You know what I'm talking what, about? What movie? Is it, called, is it called dream? Is it called dreams? Wish. Wish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen, I haven't wish? seen it yet? 
Well, anyways, we have like a wish room. So when you okay. see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. And you're you're that was the wish we pulled down was the tinfoil trap. How is it? How, can, how is that movie? Uh, I mean, it is the one of the most occult Disney movies I've seen to date. I've been doing a podcast with my friend awesome. called Occult Disney, and we've watched every movie in order. And today we're gonna be later today we're doing Toy Story, so we're in like the late nineties. Awesome. And uh, so yeah, do this wish movie. It a hundred percent like they show pentagrams. They talk about like do as thou wilt sort of really? um, aspect and everything. It's just like you were talking about Satanism, right? The whole concept of this movie is like take your dreams and fulfill them yourself. Don't wait on other people. Don't rely on like the outside world to make your dreams come true. You have to look inward. You have to to like focus on yourself and make those things happen for yourself. And I'm I I'm caught between um like uh these two like impossible sort of options right where it's like i like the the independent feel of that like yeah go america be self-independent pull yourself up by your bootstraps but then also the like do as thou will everything's for you it's it's in a weird trap don't fall for the trap brother that's all i gotta say sounds like and if it well, okay. if, it, if it seems like it's in the middle of those and then they start throwing like the pentagram, you're like, OK, I get it. OK, <laughs> it's not so nuanced now. Sounds like Disney is right where I left them. Oh, yeah. So uh, would you do a movie with Disney if they hit you up and they were like, Nick, we, we want to get you for a couple tracks in this next movie about how Lucifer is actually the good guy? You know, it's funny. I get uh, somebody asked me this question, like, would I attend the Grammys if I was nominated and shit? And for me, I'm like, look, man, like. I think selling out to a certain degree in order to get your message out there, if your message is good, is acceptable. So I'm like, you know, like we had to sell out to a certain degree with fucking Target. You know what I mean? Like they wanted us on every fucking talk show and all this shit. And I'm like, well, if it's going to get more people to buy this song and to know who we are, I'm like, introducing me is the is the Illuminati's worst nightmare. So I'm like, sure, like introduce me more to the world. Let them know who the guy with the fucking dreads is like. Why the fuck not? If they're going to hop on my page and download tinfoil hat, like, sure. So, um, you know, there would have to be some contract stipulations with, <laughs> Mr. with me and Mr. Walt Disney as to what I, you know, could say after that point. They roll out the frozen head. They thaw them out so you can have yeah. like a like a negotiation with them. Yeah, totally. Uh, just so, quick question. Did you guys do the sword and the, the, the stone? We did. That used to be my favorite movie before we broke it down. I so just I just want to say, say wasn't that, that a ride? After, yeah, like after going and researching what that whole movie was about, man, oh, like fuck. that one broke my heart, dude. Like that one truly hurt me in a way. And it's it's so creepy because the whole premise of that movie is that an old dude that lives in the middle of the woods um, that has no companions, has no sexual interest in females yeah. or anything, yeah. but he wants to be around a young boy all the time. And he goes so time. far as to taking him an orphan away from the family that the orphan was originally given to. And it's like, oh, you're reading into that. And then you read about who wrote the sword in the stone. It was literally an old guy that was ostracized by society, yeah. no interest in, in friends or women and would just like simp on like seven year old boys. Yeah, and then it's like, man, this movie hits different now when I watch you'll, it. You'll find that a lot, like with movies like Up, and you're like, well, what are they trying to get us to do? It's like, well, they're trying to get your kids to trust an old man and to think that going on an adventure with an old man is like <laughs> oh, the man. greatest thing 
that could ever happen to a kid's life. And I'm like, I'm so happy that I never had that like want or need as a kid. Like I was just always like creeped out by older people and I never, you know what I mean? But if it starts working on this generation, like, you know, pedophiles are going to fucking reap the benefits. And I think that's what they want. I mean, that might be the next Disney movie. Yeah, it's just like the, the it wasn't Epstein's Island was just like adjacent to the Disney Cruise Line yep. pit stops. Yep. So totally. It's, final question. Uh, Epstein is currently dead. Oh, one no. to ten. No, come on, man. Alive, Zero? Alive and well, brother. Alive so on that, uh, on another one of our sponsors is unfortunately uh, Epstein's Island, but we uh, have been licensed to actually create the official Epstein Island video game. Here it is. Check it out. You get to travel the world, see the sights, and take part in unspeakable pleasures. Blackmail your friends for fun and profit, featuring all your favorite characters of the dark, underworld, and beyond. Bill and Hillary, Trump and Melania, with guest appearances by Chris Tucker, Bill Gates, and more. To find out, just search for Epstein's Island Online and play the all-new game. Epstein's Quest from developer Paranoid American. For more details, visit paranoidamerican.com.